Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. Hope you're all doing well on this Friday, January 20, 2023. Hope you're having a great week getting by. Um, the weekend is almost here and a lot to get into as always. Um, so thank you for listening. As always, you can find more of me and my content on various platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and also on Zencaster as well. So do uh, check that out as well. And subscribe if you get a chance to as well. So in today's episode, I'm going to preview the AFC and NFC divisional round of the playoffs. It's been an interesting week, obviously in the NFL, with a lot of things kind of circulating around coaching and teams changing their staffs and things like that. So I'm going to touch down a little bit uh, before I dive into my previews of all of the games, which should be interesting, should be a good good ones, hopefully, and then make my predictions, which I would say last week I was, you know, pretty decent other than a couple of uh, other ones, but so we'll see how that goes. So before I dive into the divisional round of the playoffs and preview that, let's just talk about some of the things that have kind of come up this week um, in the NFL. Obviously, you look at the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they have made a lot of sweeping changes uh, to their staff. McVay, Sean McVay will be coming back uh, as the head coach for the Rams next season. Uh, you look at it, I mean, McVay had a tough year. No doubt with Stafford's injury, with Cooper Cup going down late, Aaron Donald obviously having come back. I mean, the Rams just weren't the same team, obviously. Uh, they struggled, no doubt, with injuries, with, excuse me, um, effective play uh, throughout the season. Uh, definitely the Super Bowl hangover uh, was in full effect, and you just saw a team that just really couldn't get it going, couldn't win the games they had to win. And Stafford being out was a huge part of that after receiving such a great extension, uh, you know, and all that. He just wasn't able to stay on the field healthy enough because of the injuries. So, Rams had a tough year. Uh, the personnel definitely was off. And the Rams, you know, what it is is that they accomplished their main goal, right? It was winning the Super Bowl, uh, you know, last year. But you look at the years building to that, they gave up a whole lot of draft capital, right, to... They kind of, you know, went with the, with the process of screw the draft picks, you know, put it all in to win right now. And they did that. Um, as good as that ride was, now the reality of the Rams has kind of settled in a little bit where they don't have that draft capital. They don't have that ability to go maneuver certain things around. One thing they can do is maneuver their players around for picks. And so the Rams are a team that definitely needs some more younger youth on that squad. They need to start, you know, getting some talent, you know, back on that team because that seems to be, be where their one of their issues was this season was just not having a, enough good depth and personnel. Um, veteran players are great and they always will be, but you do need that infusion of young talent. And so the Rams now hope to get that somehow, some way this offseason. Maybe they will be active in the free agency period. Maybe they will try to maneuver certain things around and get some picks. Who knows? But they have to do something, and 
McVay is going to have to bring, bring in a new staff that definitely is going to kind of maximize the potential of this offense and this defense that definitely was a strength for the Rams, you know, just a year or two ago. So you have that going on. Um, you have the Tampa Buccaneers who went ahead and uh, let go of several key positions of their offensive staff. And one of them was Brian Leftwich, the offensive coordinator. Uh, Brian Leftwich obviously had a lot of success with Bruce Arians, uh, you know, in the previous two, three seasons or so. Obviously, he had a good effect on this offense, you know, when he came, when he you know, joined with Bruce Arians, uh, you know, to be there. And they had a lot of good success in Tampa Bay with Brian Leftwich early on. But this team had injuries. This team's offense sputtered a lot when they had to be better uh, and you know it all kind of transpired into a, a, an offense that just wasn't good wasn't good enough wasn't able to move the chains and have those big pass plays and, and success obviously some part of that is Tom Brady some part of that is Brian Leftwich but also is also coaching and so I think you look at the way things kind of transpired for um, you know for you know for Brady and Brian left, which I mean, things just kind of didn't work out the best way that they hoped to work out. And um, Todd Bowles definitely has a lot to prove, no doubt. His defense had a down year. Um, and the thing for the Buccaneers now is, you know, does Tom Brady return for a 24th season? You know, does he walk away into retirement? What is their backup plan at quarterback? It's a lot of question marks with the Buccaneers heading into this offseason. And so. Uh, Brian Leftwich is maybe someone who may get a chance to be a coordinator again. I mean, he did show some progress and talent, you know, with the personnel he did have. And he definitely will get a chance to be a coordinator or a coach maybe. Who knows? Possibly if he can continue to kind of progress and show some good things um, overall in the NFL. So there's that. Um, but so there's just a few teams that have made some changes. The Vikings let go of the defensive coordinator, which was expected to happen. That defense wasn't great, and they need something to change on that defense to be better next season. So there's a little bit of that, just uh, coaching-wise, and what things you know kind of will tra- transcribe with interviews and that coming up. So let's get into it. I want to start off by previewing the AFC uh, playoff matchup that'll kick off on Saturday, uh, this Saturday, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Kansas City Chiefs number one seed. Got Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, a unique quarterback matchup. Look at the Jaguars. They've had a great season. You know, unexpected, playing well, at the, getting hot at the right time, you know, winning the division and coming off a pretty emotional, incredible, wild playoff comeback last week. Uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers. Doug Peterson obviously comes into this game with a lot of confidence, experience, no doubt, uh, as well as Andy Reid, who has been obviously really good as well, coming off a of bye. Uh, his record, I think, is you know 29-something or 27-10 and 10 along those lines. So both coaches with a lot of experience, both coaches who are familiar with each other because Doug Peterson was there in Kansas City with Andy Reid at some point, I believe. So both coaches have a lot of familiarity with each other, and so it's going to be an interesting chess match in terms of 
which offense can really kind of put it on. But the last time these two teams met, I believe the Chiefs won 27-17. And the Chiefs had built up a lead in that game and was able to kind of, kind of ride their way to a victory. So you look at Jacksonville, look at Kansas City. Jaguars, what they have going for them is Trevor Lawrence and his progression over this last half of the season. He's really played well. He's seen a lot of good things from Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, uh, and this roster. You've seen them progress. You know, the offensive line has come together a little bit better. And they play good football. They play good football. Uh, you know, the key thing for Jacksonville, and I think they're one of the keys to victory in this game for Jacksonville. Really, one, it starts with Jacksonville protecting the football. I think they really have to do that extremely well in this game if they have it. Because, you know, there's one thing the Chargers, you know, you turn the ball over against the Chiefs, give them more possessions than they than, than they normally get. They're likely going to convert that into points. And so I think the key thing for Jacksonville is protect the football. You know, don't turn it over. Uh, I think the second thing for Jacksonville in this game is that you really want to see this defense of the Jaguars uh, make some plays. This defense um, has progressed. They have some young talent that's kind of getting there. Uh, the key is how well do they defend the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey? Can they take away Travis Kelsey in this game? Because that is the Chiefs' biggest weapon, right? That is their biggest weapon on offense. So can the Jaguars defense take away Tra- Travis Kelsey? Can they force someone else to beat them on the outside? You know, can they force Patrick Mahomes to really, you know, throw to the outside of the field, outside the numbers? If Jacksonville can find a way to do that and make the Chiefs earn it, you know, on the outside instead of the middle of the field, uh, they might have a really good shot of being able to keep this game close and possibly winning it. And look at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They've had a great season. Obviously, there was a whole lot about Tyreek Hill being gone, right? They let him go, um, you know. And there were a lot of question marks for the Chiefs, right? Were they going to be the same team? Were they going to do the same thing? And the Chiefs and Andy Reid, once again, with Eric Bahinami, as offensive coordinator, showed why they're such a juggernaut offensively. The Chiefs had success this year. They played good football. They spread it out. You saw Juju Smith-Schuster have success. Kadarius Tony, who they acquired. At the trade deadline, that was a success. They had playmakers step up, you know, McCall Hardman as well, you know, uh, McKinnon as another key player, Noah Gray. So you've seen Patrick Mahomes have a great season. He's played really well. He's done the things that he usually does, uh, showing how elite he can be. And so the Chiefs come into this game with a lot of confidence. They're well-rested, no doubt. Um... And the key thing for the Chiefs really is to play their style of football. That's the, their key to victory is they got to play their style of football. Their chances of winning and being successful, getting off to a fast start, getting off to a fast start and being able to play good complementary football. And so I think for them, they got to play their style of football. You got to see them spread it out. They got to find a way to attack Jacksonville on every type of angle they can. Because if they can find a way to spread them out, pick their matchups, they should have a lot of success in terms of making this defense tired. And so Patrick Holmes has to play his game. He's got to not be himself. You know, he plays that football, spread it out, 
you know, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. <clears throat> you know, do that and, you know, trust that you'll have a lot of success with, with, with the speed testing out Jacksonville's defense. And I think the second key, really, uh, for uh, the Chiefs is their defense. Their defense, um, you know, they've gotten, they've always been talked about, right, as being, uh, you know, up and down throughout the years and type of defense. They, they do have some young talent there. They've got some decent corners. Uh, but you really want to this Chiefs defense to give Jacksonville's offensive line trouble. Jaguars haven't been tested in a while on the offensive line. So you want to see the pressure and the blitzes get home. You know, they, I think they had five sacks or so last time these two teams played. So the key is Chiefs pass rush. They've got to be able to get to, get to Trevor Lawrence, get him off the spot. Don't give him the extra time to extend the play and, you know, throw the ball down the field because Chiefs secondary can be exposed, can be stretched. And so that pass rush is really, really important for the Chiefs in this game to be able to not only set the edge in terms of the, uh, getting to the quarterback, but stuffing anything and making it, you know, third and long and a lot of, you know, passive situations. So, you look at this game, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars have been an incredible story. I think they will compete well in this game. I don't think it'll be a cakewalk for the Chiefs necessarily, but when it comes down to it, I think that Patrick Mahomes, uh, with the more experience, with the more, you know, with the sting of last year still in his mind, um, I think that the Chiefs come out, they play a solid game. It may be close early on, it may be a tight one, but I think that the Chiefs have a little bit more success in, uh, in terms of finding holes in Jacksonville's defense. I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to put up a lot more points. I think he's going to really play well. I think he's going to use his mobility a lot in this game. I think he's going to give Jacksonville a lot of trouble. Um, and so I think the Chiefs pull away in the fourth quarter with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, playing better than Trevor Lawrence a little bit. And I think that the Chiefs get a break or two here and there. I think they'll find a way to hold on and beat Jacksonville and advance and host the AFC Championship game. So the second game of the divisional round that's taking place on Saturday uh, at night is the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, this is going to be a really interesting matchup. I'm very optimistic uh, the Giants will have a chance in this one. Um, you know, hard to be objective about this one a little bit because obviously rooting for the Giants is my thing. Uh, but look at this game. Um, NFC East rivalry. Uh, there's been a lot made about this matchup uh, throughout, throughout the week. It's going to be hopefully a good one, a solid game. That's why, what I expect to see. Uh, hopefully that will be... Trying to be the case, but look at both teams. The Eagles have been a favorite all year long to reach uh, the playoffs and reach the NFC Championship game and Super Bowl. Um, number one seed, the defense has come together so well for the, for the Eagles. Howie Roseman, the GM, has done a tremendous job uh, of doing that. Nick Sirianni has had a lot of success with you know being able to maximize Jalen Hurts' potential. A.J. Brown was acquired, right? He's been a huge difference in that passing game with Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. Um, so the Eagles have a lot of weapons. 
have a defense that's hungry and well, you know, well organized. So um, the Eagles have a, a great shot of obviously being able to win it all, depending on how things go. As for the New York Giants, Brian Dable has had a really successful first season. No one expected the Giants to be in the postseason. They are. Uh, coaching has been huge. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have had nice seasons, uh, playing well together. You saw on this defense, Dexter Lawrence, an all-pro, play extremely well. And the Giants have got healthy at the right time. They played some good football last week against Minnesota. Um, and, you know, the play style of the both teams have been vastly different. The Eagles have weapons all over the place. Giants have some outs, you know, some weapons here and there with Saquon Jones and a couple of you know players have who have emerged Richie James, Isaiah Hodgkins. So it's a great story all around. Um, and look at this game and how things may unfold. Uh, the key for the Giants in order to pull off the upset here in Philadelphia really comes down to one. Saquon and Daniel Jones both have to play a strong game. Uh, you don't want to see the ball be turned over. Uh, this is a obviously the Giants have lost twice to the Eagles this season, so maybe they're sometimes the charm. Hopefully, um, but having said that, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley are the two keys for the Giants. Their offense has to be able to keep it moving. They've got to be able to. Uh, do what they do best. What's got them here is running the football, playing smart on early downs, you know, keeping that clock moving, but finishing in the end zone, finishing especially when they get in the plus side of the field. And I think Daniel Jones has to do a great job with that as long as Saquon Park. They have to feed off each other in this game because they're the only shot the Giants have on offense to make the game interesting is to play ball control, to run the football, you know, and, and, and kind of stay with it. And so I think the Giants can do that. They can keep this game a lot more closer than people anticipate. Then the second key for the Giants uh, this game is their defense. Their defense is due for one of those games um, that they need to play well. And Wayne Martindale was brought in for this very reason, right? To change the philosophy of this Giants defense. They've had their moments this season where they've looked great. Other times they've looked a little bit off. But this is the kind of game that the Giants defense has to be able to make field if you earn it. The key thing is obviously containing Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown and not letting Dallas Goddard have success in the middle of the field. The Giants defense has to get pressure. They've got to find a way to get to Jalen Hurts, make him uncomfortable. Uh, rust factor might be a play for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts hasn't played in a while. And so the Giants defense has to get after him. They've got to pressure They've got to force the Eagles to make mistakes on offense and to keep them in those situations where they cannot maximize it. So this is a game, a big key for the Giants is their defense playing well, being able to not limit, you know, limit Jalen Hurts' mobility, but also being able to limit that passing attack. That can definitely give them some problems. As for the Philadelphia Eagles and their keys to victory, I think the key thing with the Eagles is you want to run the football and really attack the Giants the way you've been attacking them. Obviously, the Eagles have a great rushing attack. They have a great offense. You really want to get in Hurts. You have to a great start. You want to see the Eagles finish drives. If they put pressure on the Giants early on and get up early, they have a good shot of winning. And that's their key. Is if they really attack the Giants in the passing game, 
and you know find success early on, they'll be able to kind of ride their way to a victory. Uh, so getting off to a fast start is very key for the for the Eagles. Then the second key for the Eagles uh, way in the game is their defense. Their defense has a lot of good talent. They've acquired they acquired you know a bunch in, in the off season. They drafted as well Devin White or uh, some some player I believe or sorry Nicole Dean. Um, so the Eagles defense, um, you know, they were a team that, you know, last year they had their struggles a little bit in the postseason, right? Um, they're a little bit more bit, well built this time. So you really want to see this Eagles defense, uh, you know, stuff to run, make the Giants earn it through, through the air. I think the Eagles do that. They have a better shot of being able to win, uh, because the Giants don't have a whole lot of weapons on the outside. And so if they can kind of shut down the running attack, shut down Saquon Barkley, you know, force Dan Jones to be in the pocket, uh, they have a chance of getting home to him. So, I mean, this is going to be a very interesting game. There's a lot of ways that can go with this one. I'm just going to be, I'm not going to be objective here at all. I really, really hope the Giants pull off the upset. I'm going to pick them. Um, I'm, I know this is going to be a hard game. Because, you know, Philadelphia, Saturday night, a whole lot going on. I think somehow, some way, the Giants keep it close. And I think that depending on how the first half goes, will dictate the rest of the game. And so I'm going to pick the Giants. This is just my... This is, I'm giving you all the logic of both sides of who wins this game. Uh, but I don't know, I just got this feeling... Obviously, rooting for the Giants. And we're playing Philadelphia, a team that I absolutely do not like. And in terms of when we play them, uh, I'm totally, like, all over and against them. So I'm going to be the Giants fan here and go ahead and play the Giants to win this game. I think they'll, they'll keep it close. I think Daniel Jones will have something up for the Eagles. I think Wink Martindale and Brian Dable will... Will find a way to coach really, really well, and I think the Giants somehow, some way, <laughs> pulled us off on Saturday night. So in the next segment, I'm going to continue with my um, preview of the other two uh, playoff games that will be taking place on Sunday. So in this segment, I want to pick up where I was um, a while back by continuing to preview uh, the divisional round of the NFL 2022-2023 playoffs. Um, I talked about the Saturday matchups, which have plenty of interesting storylines all the way around. Now I want to kind of get into the Sunday ones, uh, which... Features two games, um, really, uh, that are pretty unique, uh, fascinating. One of these games is a rematch, uh, you know, from last year's playoffs. Um, and, you know, that obviously makes it really interesting just because both teams, uh, you know, the familiarity and the competitiveness, you know, you know, kind of kicks in, and the game that I'm talking about 
um, is a classic old rivalry, and that is between the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys. But I'll get into that in a little bit. I do want to kick off things by talking about the afternoon slash mid-evening game, and that would be between the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals. Now, this game um, is going to take place in Buffalo. Um, both teams obviously went through you know, a rough emotional period back in week 16, week 17, uh, when obviously DeMar Hamlin had that you know, in, you know, injury and he obviously you know, had the, the collapsing on, on, you know, uh, on the field, which was a really scary moment and all prayers and things have kind of been answered and he is fully, you know, fully healthy and getting back to recovering. Um, so there's that for both teams. You have Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen, two quarterbacks that people believe will be, you know, the, the face of the NFL, of the NFL, along with Patrick Mahomes and Herbert, the next five to six plus years. And so this is a heavyweight matchup with both teams that have really good offenses. Really good offenses that can put up points. And each quarterback is capable of doing a lot, um, you know, in terms of their overall, you know, playability. So this is a unique matchup, one that a lot of people are going to have their eyes on for sure. And when you look at both of these teams and how they've kind of Ascending. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. They were a team that couldn't get over the hump, right? They were under Marvin Lewis for a number of years, couldn't win a playoff game, right? And then they finally start to get things kind of bounce their way. You know, they get Jamar Chase, you know, t- you know, kind of, um, you know, tie up with Joe Burrow, obviously the LSU connection. Uh, you bring in a coach in Zach Taylor who had success with the Los Angeles Rams as a coordinator. Um, and you just saw the Bengals also commit to, you know, revamping their defense, locking up, you know, a key piece like Jesse Bates in the offseason. And the Bengals came out, they were a little bit off early on this season, but they really rallied behind Joe Burrow, playing really strong and playing efficient. Uh, Jamar Chase did miss some time with injury, which definitely altered things a little bit. Uh, but you saw a team that tried to be better in terms of pass protection, who went out and tried to address that that area of need. And for the most part, the Bengals have been pretty solid. They've been pretty solid with T. Higgins doing his thing, with Jamar Chase doing his thing. And so the Bengals are a team that has been doing really, really well. Um, and they've had such an ascension from obviously not being able to win to obviously being in the Super Bowl last year, you know, representing the AFC. AFC. As for the Buffalo Bills, they are a team that's been accumulating talent throughout the past few years. And people keep asking the question, can Buffalo get it done in the postseason? Can they finally make the Super Bowl? That's the lingering question over Josh Allen and Sean McDermott and this Bills franchise. They've drafted players. They've traded for players. Now, unfortunately, Von Miller, you know, isn't going to be able to play this one uh, and, you know, play this postseason. 
the Bills have went out and revamped their defense. They had success with their defense. They traded for Stephon Diggs, obviously, a few years ago. And the Bills have come close. They've come really, really close to making it, right? They went from, you know, being in the AFC Championship game against Kansas City Chiefs, right, a few years back. And getting off to a, you know, a strong start, but then getting blitzed by the Chiefs. And then you look at the following year, uh, I think they got, um, there was one of their, one of the postseasons they had, they lost to the Texans, I believe, if I remember correctly. And then they had that, you know, classic overtime game, um, which I believe was last year against the Chiefs where they, in the divisional round, they couldn't get through that. So the Buffalo Bills have been close. They've had a lot of success in the regular season every time. You know, they've been able to do, you know, certain things well throughout the, throughout the years, throughout the season. Josh Allen is someone who's shown that ability with his mobility, with his arm. I mean, he's the full package. And so the Bills have been looking to get back to this moment, but more importantly, they're looking to advance and get to that, you know, can't you game again to have that moment. So you look at both teams, they're coming off pretty interesting games last week where the Bengals obviously were in a tight game with the Ravens. You know, you didn't see the same explosiveness from the Bengals um, that you saw in the regular season. They were able to have success early on, um, you know, passing the football, running the football a little bit. But their defensive play kind of turned it around for... Um, for the Bengals in that game to beat the Ravens. And you look at the Buffalo Bills, they were sloppy against the Miami Dolphins. You know, they had to really step it up in the second half of that game to win. Um, and you know, they got some breaks thrown their way. And Josh Allen obviously talked about it afterwards. So the Bills, you know, kind of won, but not, not playing their best football. Bengals kind of similarly as well, you know, uh, but the Ravens obviously didn't have a whole lot going on other than their running attack and, and a few weapons on the outside. So this is a pretty unique matchup. Both teams are likely going to be impacted once again this week, potentially by the weather. Now the Bills obviously have played well. That's known in inclement weather. The Bengals, they've been outdoor as well. They've been able to win games as well this season. Um, so look at this game and I think the keys for the Bengals um, if you really look at it for the Bengals to win this game they're going to need their defense to really have that resurgence they had last year and what I mean by that is this Bengals defense um, look at their pass rush and their linebacking cover and their secondary uh, they're looking for a bounce back right they they had played a pretty good game in two Super Bowls, and they gave up, obviously, plays, and then that game-winning drive. So, for the Bengals, and look how they, you know, against the Ravens last week, they gave up that one big, you know, big score to the Marcus Robbins. Key for the Bengals is their defense has to be extremely disciplined and active on the football. Um, Buffalo's going to try to attack them, you know, vertically, uh, pick their matchup, especially Eli Apple might, might be someone who sees a lot of things thrown his way. And so the key for the Bengals is their defense really 
being able to keep the Bills from having those explosive plays. They can now let the Bills get those big plays. They have to keep everything in front of them. They got to tackle. They got to tackle well in this game. I think if that's one thing they have to do to beat Buffalo, they got to tackle well within the field. And on the outside, they got to make sure they limit the big plays because if they don't do that, Josh Allen is going to have a field day. Uh, but then again, the weather could be an, a factor in this one. So it may not come down to that, but they have to be able to tackle well and keep the Bills within their sight in terms of their key offensive players in sight so that they can make stops and force, you know, punts instead. And then the second key for the Cincinnati Bengals, their offensive line. They've got to do a good job of keeping Buffalo's pass rush at bay. This is the, one of those games where it feels like Buffalo's pass rush has the edge. Um, now, the, Ra- the Bengals don't run the football as much. They do it to a certain degree. But the offensive line of the Bengals, they were obviously, you know, you saw things kind of be, be redone, remake over on the offensive line. They've got to be able to give Joe Burrow a good time in the pocket. They have to keep the pocket right for him uh, because if they do, they will be able to world will be able to have a better opportunity to push the ball down the field and have some you know opportunities to pass the football so pass protection for the Bengals is extremely important in this game obviously snowy weather could be inclement could be a number of things um but you know this Bengals offensive line was a weakness last year right that was one of the things that kind of cost them um in the Super Bowl against the against the Los Angeles Rams was, um, you know, that third down and play that they had, right? Um, they weren't able to contain Aaron Donald. And so I think if the Bengals can, on defense, tackle well, on pass, on offense, if they can pass protect well, they're going to have a lot of opportunities to put up points in this one. Now, as for the Buffalo Bills and their keys to victory, I think the first key for Buffalo, uh, their defense, right? Against Miami, you give up a number of points to the Miami Dolphins. Now, some were not, you know, you know, directly there, but the Miami Dolphins had success, right? With the speed and with the ability to, you know, run and get some big plays going, you know. So, this defense, um, they need to step it up and it starts with their pass rush. I don't think they've had a game in a while where their pass rush has been really great. You know, Von Miller was supposed to be the answer for that, but unfortunately he's not going to be able to play. So, uh, the build defense, where do you find that pass rush? How do you find a way to get to Joe Burrow and get him off his game? That's going to be key because the Bills haven't been able to do that as well as of late, you know, they've been able to struggle at times of getting that, that consistent pass rush and it ended up affecting their secondary. So look at the Bills defensive line. I'm looking at like, what are you guys going to do? Are you going to get after Joe Burrow? Are you going to be able to deliver some turnovers and impact plays defensively uh, to give your quarterback a ball? And uh, the Bills have to do that. they got to find that somewhere you know, on the defensive line and then they're, you know, secondary because they're going to need that um, in terms of being able to beat the Bengals.
in the second key for the Buffalo Bills, what it really comes down to, um, Josh Allen, right? This is a big game for Josh Allen. And the reason why I say that is because you look at the way the Bills started the season, right? They went on the road and beat the Rams in convincing fashion. Um, you had the MVP talk for Josh Allen continue to arise throughout the years. You heard about, you know, the Bills all season long and be one of those top teams in the AFC. So are the Bengals, right? But the Bengals have been there to the Super Bowl. They've had an appearance there. The Bills haven't had one in a long time in their franchise history. With the potential to have an AFC title game be at a neutral site, this could be the Bills' best shot to get it done. And it's going to start... And the key for that really comes out of Josh Allen's play. He's had those games this season where he's turned the ball over a few times, and that's cost him a little bit in some some aspect. So for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, their key, the second key is really they've got to get their offense going. They've got to be able to finish and play well collectively through all four quarters. I think even with the lead, they do not need to get conservative. Josh Allen has to come out, play tournament free, get the ball down the field, and make impact plays because if they don't do that enough in this game and if they get behind, the Bengals could put up a lot of points possibly. So I think that's the key for the Buffalo Bills. So both teams are loaded, a lot of potential good offense. Um, I think that collectively, uh, you look at it, this is a game that does favor the Buffalo Bills in some aspect. I think it will be a close game. I think it will be tight, maybe mid-20s, mid-20s, mid-30s possibly. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills to win at home. I think that they are a more of a hungry team right now. I think the Bengals, no doubt, have the same feeling as well. But I think the Bills, and where they are in terms of their, you know, their projection and their team, uh, I think this is their best shot. I think they finally get it done and advance to the AFC title game. I think they had that heartbreak last year against Kansas City. I think they're going to be really up for this game to really limit a lot of things the Bengals want to do. And so I think Josh Allen redeems himself as a stronger game this time. And I think that you'll see the Bills find a way to pull this one out late uh, in the fourth quarter, beating Cincinnati Bengals and advancing to the AFC title game. Now the next game, that and the final game of uh, divisional round, uh, divisional round playoffs is between the Dallas Cowboys and the Central 49ers. Now, look at the Dallas Cowboys. They've had a very interesting season, right? Uh, they didn't start out so well. Dak Prescott uh, had the injury with the elbow, uh, shoulder, I think one of those two things. Or, sorry, it's hand, I believe. This is hand. Um, and so the Cowboys had a lot of questions, but they did get a great uh, performance from their defense and their running game and Cooper Rush as well during that stretch. And so, if you just look at it, Cowboys started off slow and then started getting hot at the right time. 
their defense was good early on in the season. Then the defense kind of fell off. The offense kind of picked it up a little bit. They had some perplexing losses, no doubt. But they weathered the storm and Dak Prescott came back. You saw CeeDee Lamb start to play much better. You saw Gallup do some good things. Dalton Schultz uh, also emerged. So the Cowboys been on a pretty strong note. They had some impressive victories. Obviously against the Vikings earlier in the season. Uh, they did have a couple of head scratchers and uh, you know a tough end to the season. But they got it done somehow, some way. And they did beat Tampa Bay last week. Um, you know, their first road playoff game win in a lot in a number of years. So Dallas comes into this game with some momentum, playing some good offense. Uh, their defense definitely is something that you know we don't really know about, right? I mean, their defense has been up and down a lot this season. But you know, my you know, Micah Parsons said it himself earlier. He want he wanted this game. He wanted this matchup. Cowboys wanted this matchup. They've talked about it, and you know, last year the Niners were able to win in in Jerry World with Dak Prescott having the infamous moment of not being able to realize giving the ball to the referee so he can you know spot it and do the do the spike. So Dallas have got a lot a lot of things on their mind in this game for sure because they felt like they probably they didn't play their best in that game either last year. And so they're looking to kind of revamp that and come back and play much better. And their defense will have to be a part of that. Look at the 49ers in their season. I mean, look how things kind of unfolded, right? Trey Lance is supposed to be the guy. And Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, there's a lot of talk about him being traded, being let go. None of that transpired. So you had Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo come into the season. Trey Lance obviously gets an unfortunate injury. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, plays well. Um, you see some good things from him and George Kittle, you know, Debo Samuel. And then Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant of last year's draft, comes in and does a tremendous job of engineering this team, playing good football, you know. And they traded for Christian McCaffrey, which was a huge weapon in itself. Um... And the Niners collectively, I think they were two and three or three and three, and they've won I want to say eight to nine games in a row, maybe even ten possibly. Uh, their defense surge with Nick Bosa playing extremely well, with Fred Warner doing his thing. Their secondary did a good job, and Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of credit for being able to coach this team really, really well. Debo Samuel did miss some time towards the end of the season, but he's back and healthy, as shown last week. And so the Niners are a very complete team with a number of weapons. Their defense playing solid. And, you know, this is a team that definitely Kyle Shanahan has been pushing all the right buttons on. And they're looking to make a statement and possibly, you know, make it back to the Super Bowl, uh, which they were there, obviously, a number, you know, a few seasons ago against the Chiefs. And they had that lead and quarterback play wasn't his best. And they ended up losing that game. And so, Niners are also, you know, looking to prove a lot as well. And this game, two, two different franchises, right? With, you know, five Super Bowls uh, or so. Um, you know, you have Shanahan, Mike McCarthy. And look at both coaches. Mike McCarthy is the coach that how he had a Super Bowl on his resume. But that was back in 2008, right? And so, um, you know, what are they going to see from both coaches in this game overall, you know? 
Um, for Dallas, if you look at it and their keys to victory, really in this game, I think the first key for them is this is the kind of game that Dak Prescott, C.D. Lamb, Cole Beasley, I think Cole Beasley, uh, you know, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, you know, Dallas, uh, Dalton Schultz. You really want to see Dallas's passing attack be extremely good in this game. They have to get off to a fast start. What doomed the Cowboys last year against the 49ers was getting off to a slow start. And the Niners this season have been pretty good defensively. Uh, they've given up only a few games uh, where they've given up a, a bunch of receiving yards. And that's come against, I think, you know, the Raiders. Um, and there's one more team that they, came, they went up against that had success for the Chiefs. Um, I think that's what it was. Um, so the Cowboys' passing attack really has to be on point. Dak Prescott, you know, is playing on the road against the Niners defense. That's ferocious, going to get after him. You really want to see Dak Prescott come out and do his thing, pass the football effectively, find C.D. Lamb, find Michael Gallup. You've got to be able to win on the outside in this game if you're Dallas. You know, you got to be able to be able to have your wide receivers uh, win their matchups. Um, and be able to execute in the end zone and in the red zone area, especially because you got to come with opportunities if you want to beat this team. Now, the second key for Dallas, um, I'm going to say it's Mike McCarthy, coach, Mike McCarthy's coaching. So, Mike McCarthy obviously last week did a great job, no doubt. Um, you know, pushed the right button, did whatever has to be done, but. I would say he is a big key uh, because last year in the postseason for Dallas, this team had a number, a high number of penalties. And obviously, it's not all players. It's also coaching. Mike McCarthy, what are you going to do as a coach in this game? You have Kyle Shanahan on the other side, right? Who's obviously an aggressive play caller and gonna take chances. So if you're Mike McCarthy, are you gonna take chances? Are you going to find a way to make some good calls and make some you know decisions in this game that could lead your team to winning winning at the end? And so I'm looking at him more specifically because that defense and that offense actually had a number of penalties. So can you keep your team disciplined on defense? Can you keep your team offensively disciplined? Or are you willing to coach and make aggressive decisions? in this game to put your team over the top. And I think that's going to go a long way in deciding how the Cowboys um, kind of, you know, play this game. As for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan and their keys to victory, I think the key for the 49ers really is they've got to be able to uh, uh, effectively use Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brendan Ayuk. You really want to see... Um, this 49ers offense really come out and attack Dallas a number of ways. You know, they can run the football especially well, so they got to be able to trust their playmakers. Uh, if you're Brock Purdy, you just want to trust your playmakers. You want to trust, trust the play designs. Um, you know, you don't want to do anything too fancy, too crazy, but get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and McCaffrey and Samuel. Use them in different formations. Um, but really try to get Dallas off their spots, get them on the outside, uh, and make them, you know, kind of break containment and have success doing that, um, especially 
on the plus side of the field. And the second key point of the 49ers, uh, I would say, is their defense really being able to give Dallas problems offensively. Uh, Dallas has some really good wide receivers and their talent, and they have some good weapons as well. For the Niners, they just really have to be able to get pressure. They also got to force Dak, and that Cowboys offense is a long and third conversion. You really want to take away the run, Dallas, take away the running game. You want to force Dak Prescott to beat you outside the numbers, or mostly inside the inside the field, I would say. Let me correct myself. You want to make sure that you can, you know, you get the pressure up front on Prescott. Uh, you got to get up in Dak Prescott's pocket, make him throw within the pocket. Don't let him throw on the outside um, and have, you know, have success, you know, in terms of being able to, you know, have his way on the outside. I think the Niners have to do a good job being disciplined on defense, not give up the big play because last week in the Seattle Seahawks, they gave up a couple of ones to Metcalf, right? And so the Niners' corners uh, and their secondary has to be the best better job of containing the big play. you got to make Dallas beat you in the middle of the field, play by play. Um, and if you do that, you have a good chance of winning. So look at both teams, and it's going to be a unique matchup. Obviously, with Prescott going up against Brock Purdy. Um, this is probably one of the better defenses that Brock Purdy will see this season. I expect a close game, a tight game. Uh, I think Dallas may play actually really well. Uh, but I think the Niners have a little more explosiveness, a little more of weapons that can, you know, kind of pick apart their match. So I think that you're going to see a game in which um, the Niners will really try to go after Mackay Parsons um, and Van Der Esch in the middle of the field. I just like the Niners to pull this one out. I think they will struggle a little bit, but I think that you'll see the Niners put together some drives. I don't think they're going to blow Dallas out. I think it'll be a one-score game, but I think the Niners will get a crack at it uh, at home uh, to possibly win it and advance uh, to the NCAA game. And I think that Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan will get it done against the Dallas defense.